Future Proof Extra with Jonathan McRae. Proudly supported by Science Foundation Ireland on News Talk. Now, as well as trying to sell you products you've just been talking about but don't want to buy and beating humans at chess or Go or Mario Kart, AI can actually do good in this world. One field in which AI could really have a profound effect is in medical diagnostics. My next guest is at the forefront of that endeavour. His name is Dr. Nicholas Pontikos. He's principal investigator and group leader of the Pontikos Lab at UCL Institute of Ophthalmology at Moorfields in the UK. Uh, Welcome to the programme, Nicholas. Tell me about this new tool called I2 gene. What is it and what's it going to be used for? Thanks a lot for having me. Uh, So the new tool I2 gene is a tool that's currently in development uh, in our group. And it's a AI tool, which is an AI decision support system, uh, which is designed to help diagnose rare eye conditions, more specifically inherited retinal diseases. Talk to me about um, these diseases before we talk about the tool. Inherited retinal diseases are obviously some sort of uh, genetic disease. How are they um, manifest in the eye? What sort of problems do they cause? And how can we see that these genes are faulty in the eye? So they are, as you said, inherited. And so they they are genetic. And uh, what usually causes them is a faulty gene. And there's over, over 270 I think close even to 300 genes now that have been identified, which if faulty can cause an inherited retinal disease. And how they manifest is they cause uh, degeneration of cells in the eye, mostly photoreceptors, which are your cones and your rods in your eye. And based on the degeneration, the pattern of degeneration, uh, you will get either problems with your central vision or your peripheral vision, meaning that you won't be able to see your field of view will be restricted. And how does this exactly happen? What what happens with a gene that it leads to the sort of degradation, as you say, of of that centre of your eye in some cases where you sort of get a a blurry circle at the centre of your eye? How does that actually happen? So these these are genes which make uh, proteins, and these proteins are important in maintaining these photoreceptor cells, maintaining healthy cells. They can play a part in, for example, the phototransduction pathway, which means converting basically light into into vision. And they can also play a part in maintaining the structure of the cells. So making sure that the cells have the right shape and do the right thing effectively. So if those proteins don't work, the cells will die and that will cause problems with your vision. So when um, you image these eyes, what can you see uh, and, and what does that tell you about the genetic disease that's, that's there? So you'll see, uh, depending on which uh, cells, for example, if we take the cones and the rods, so depending on if uh, the cones tend to be at the center of your vision, whereas the rods tend to be at the periphery. Uh, and so uh, if you look at the back of the eye, you expect the cones to be in a certain place in the center and the rods to be around mostly and depending on if for example the rods or the cones are affected then you'll see either deterioration degeneration happening in the uh, periphery or in the center so that's a very simple uh, what we call phenotype of uh, different types of diseases so if it happens in the periphery that is usually associated with diseases known as retinitis pigmentosa whereas if it happens in the center this is more characteristic of diseases like stargut disease, for example. And and these um, 
are identified by taking uh, retinal images, uh, which of course are hugely important for diagnosing disease and, and planning surgery and so on. What is the usefulness of AI when it comes to looking at these sort of images and what can it do that a retinal surgeon or an ophthalmologist can't do? So AI is basically as good as the data it's trained on uh, in this context. So we, for example, are in a lucky position that we've got access to a lot of data that has been curated by specialists. And so this data, we can basically develop an AI system based on this data uh, that can replicate what specialists can do in in certain centers. This data is not widely available because these are rare diseases and so they are quite they, they're mostly seen in, in specialist centers. They're not, you won't be finding them in every hospital in the UK, for example. And so build, by building this expert system that is very specialist in a specific uh, skill, then we, we are making this skill available to a wider uh, community. For those of, of our audience not familiar with, with um, training models and so on, essentially you're showing thousands and thousands of images to a computer to teach it what is a healthy eye, what is an unhealthy eye, and uh, those rare instances where something unusual that maybe a non-specialist wouldn't recognize, that that, that the AI would have seen these because it's such a large data set and could identify and flag maybe something for further investigation. Is that the idea that, that essentially you get the knowledge and experience of specialist ophthalmologists in every uh, hospital in the country by giving them access to this tool? Yes, that, that's exactly right. You are you're effectively building a, a synthetic specialist um, so it doesn't, just to be clear, it obviously doesn't replace the need for specialists, but it, it, in places where we don't have specialists, then it can help. And it can also help specialists improve their own skills in the same way, if we use the analogy of the chess playing program, if you've got a really good AI chess program, it can, if you play against it, you can also improve your level, your skills. So you're saying that uh, that sometimes this imaging may spot something that a, a specialist might not, and then on further investigation they may come across something new or something that they hadn't recognised. That's yes, that's that's the idea exactly. So is this then going to be something that's kind of plug and play, and and is it is it likely that we'll see more of this sort of technology in the future? I know there are lots of different AI tools for assessing imagery, both in retina, uh, in gastroenterology, and all sorts of medical science. Do you think we'll get to a stage where AI will be able to diagnose a disease faster and better than doctors? Are we, are we close to that in retina yet? So the, yeah, these are all very specific uh, applications of AI. And yes, they, they are. I think we can make tools that are very specialized. I mean, and what, what the value, the true value of, of humans and I think doctors and is that we have general intelligence in the sense that we can uh, we can basically um, contextualize and we can think across different uh, domains. areas domains exactly and know and know what to do depending on the context. AI systems are very narrow in terms of their uh, currently the ones deployed at least in in medicine are very narrow, and so uh, yes, I think we're going to see more and more of these sort of very specialized tools, and they are basically going to be helping doctors by saving time, uh, for example, uh, doing what's known as identifying regions in an image known as medical image segmentation. You might, I I don't know if you know, familiar with that term, but that basically means identifying, for example, uh, lesions in a scan. 
So if you, if you can imagine having a very large number of scans or, or a single scan being very, uh, very high resolution, going looking across that scan and trying to identify uh, manually identify the regions which are linked to disease that can that can be very laborious mm. and so using ai we can definitely speed that process up if we feed these machines enough information is it possible that they may make new links between our eyes and general health because i remember someone said not long ago that if, if there's systemic disease you'll be able to see it in the eye is it possible that we might be able to use uh, retinal imaging to diagnose all sorts of disease if we train AI models to identify it? And, and, and is that possible? Do, it, does the eye hold that much information about the general health of the human body? Yes, that's, that's a very interesting point. So if we label these images with anything, like, for example, gender or something which we don't think has any relationship with retinal scans, if we give sufficient number of images to a, a, an, of training examples, to an AI system, then it will be able to predict. But how it does that prediction, that's that's an important point, which you mentioned in black box. So we don't really know how exactly, what information it's exactly using in making those predictions. So the explainability of AI is a very important aspect. And uh, that's something that's an active area of research. So the, some of it, is makes sense uh, for definitely because we can see vessels in the eye and we can see nerve fiber layer as well so definitely they have some bearing on uh, your general uh, vascular health so cardiovascular conditions could very well be diagnosed from uh, retinal scans as well as neurodegeneration um wow yeah sometimes we for instance i use the example of predicting whether uh, it's a male or a female just from a retinal scan, which is not a very useful application, but just something we can do because we have the labels. Um, that's sometimes harder to interpret what exactly is being used for that. But going back to the actual useful, um, clinically useful applications, uh, then that, yes, that's definitely something that's being looked at. And yes, this researchers, I have some colleagues here uh, at UCL and Morfields that are working on on this. So uh, Siegfried Bagner and Piers Keen, for example, as well as many others are working on this task. So, because the idea that you could just get a scan of your retina and potentially um, be able to predict, um, you know, uh, neurodegeneration, something like the early onset of Alzheimer's or the, you know, early signs of diabetes or whatever the, the, the particular thing is. I mean, it sounds like a very uninvasive way of learning about the body. And also, um, if we feed enough information into these AI systems, they, they, they could hold powerful sequels that we don't yet understand between relationships uh, between all of the organs of our body. Um, it is important, though, really, to, to make sure that the, the information that goes in there is really, really good, because, of course, if you're using a, an AI model that's based on a particular um, race or a particular ge um, uh, geographical location, there is a possibility that you might miss diagnoses if you're training it on, if you're using it on a different population. Isn't that a, a concern? Yeah. So absolutely, um, uh, spot on. Bias. If if the bias in the data will be seen in the model, in the AI uh, predictions. So um, that's why, for example, in our case, we are making sure that we not don't only train it on data from more fields, but we've got external sites, some in the UK and some in other countries, such as in Japan, to make sure that our AI can generalize on that specific task and it doesn't 
for example, only be, it's on not only trained on data from uh, patients of a certain ethnicity. Right. Um, just very quickly, when do you expect to roll out this tool, um, Nicholas, so that um, surgeons can use it to, to to look out for inherited retinal diseases more easily? We are in the in our first. We've just finished our first year of development, active development, and we've um, written up and submitted a manuscript with some preliminary preliminary results, and we'll be presenting those as well at the uh, Retina Ireland conference uh, by fighting blindness. We've got two more years of funding and we expect by the end of these two years, we, we won't have maybe something that can be used in clinic yet, but we will, we will be in a position where we can take it through all the regulatory process so that it will be um, the, the safety and the efficacy will be tested. So we, we hope to have it ready in uh, three or four years. Well, really interesting stuff. Um, Dr. Pontigas will be in Dublin next week for Retina, the annual gathering of clinicians and scientists uh, at the vanguard of ophthalmology research organised by Fighting Blindness. For more information, fightingblindness.ie. Uh, Dr. Pontigas from Moorfields Eye Hospital, thanks for your time. Thank you very much. Future Proof Extra with Jonathan McRae. Proudly supported by Science Foundation Ireland on News Talk.